Blog Talk Radio. It cannot be emphasized strongly enough the beauty, purity, and perfection of who you really are. You are not your illness, your finances, or your loneliness. There's nothing wrong in your life that you don't have the power to correct, and you are unlimited in your ability to tap into that power. Welcome. I'm Janet Richmond, and this is the Higher Self Voice. Wednesday. Hello, hello. And I don't know if you all noticed, but that intro was much better today than it was last week. I think it was last week that the intro was just sort of limping along. It really was in terrible condition. And I said something about it on the show. I did nothing. So maybe the blog talk people did. I don't know. But it's better today. So that's good. Okay. Well, hello. I hope you had good weeks. Uh, I hope this week is going well for everybody. And last week on the show, I talked about self-responsibility. And it was really important because you realize, hopefully, for those of you who listened, and, and I'm encouraging those who haven't listened to listen to it because you really understand what a treasure self-responsibility is. It's the biggest treasure we have in this free will kingdom. And I think you'll understand more about self-responsibility because it has nothing to do with finding fault or finding blame or blaming yourself or anything like that. I think you'll understand it better when you listen to the show. And it has not been posted on my website yet. Uh, it will probably be posted this week, and if not this week, as soon. Uh, my son, Alex, who has been helping me since my assistant left, he is now going to be working for me. As an assistant, however, he did have to give two weeks' notice to his current job, and <clears throat> he really liked the job and really appreciated it, so he's giving his two weeks full focus and attention there, and then at that point, when the two weeks are over, he will be moving over to me, and it's going to be a great situation. He's very, very smart in a lot of different ways. He's got both left brain and right brain abilities, and and for, for me, he's going to be learning a lot, too, about not just the spiritual stuff that I teach, but also the, I use the Adobe Suite program quite extensively. That is, you know, it's Photoshop and the video editing and the audio editing. It's, it's a Premiere Pro kind of uh, program. And he's going to have that skill set when he he'll develop that skill set working for me. So we're very excited. He's got a very, very big creative side and knows something about Photoshop, I think, or know about not Photoshop, but the audio file, uh, audio video, uh, audio editing file or part of it, but he's, he can use all the parts of it. So he's going to really build a skill set. And it's probably only going to be a temporary situation where he works maybe three, two, three, four months for me. And then eventually we'll move out to find something else. And <clears throat> that's fine. Whatever it works out to be will be what it is. And we're both really excited. And he's going to, you know, get, get some of this stuff going. Uh, that, you know, it's as if a lot of stuff came to a screeching halt. I had a meetup group on Saturday and only had four people there because nobody knew. <laughs> it's so automatic for my assistants to send out the email to everybody, but it, it, it never was sent out. So 
a handful of people heard about it and came at, and, you know, that's the, that's the kind of thing. I mean, it was great. It was a great group. I had no complaints that there were only four people there. It's just, I'm saying that a lot of stuff isn't really operating like it will be once Alex, my son, starts up again. So that starts up and I had somebody to help me. <clears throat> anyway, that's a little bit of the update. Uh, again, I'm Janet Richmond. This is the Higher Self Voice. And today is beginning some pretty interesting and in a way difficult concepts to explain to you. I don't know if they're out there in any way in the, I mean, as the higher self explain it, I don't know if they're out there in the general world, metaphysical, spiritual world. I know some of the terms are out there, but whether or not they are explained in the same way, I really don't know. In any case, I'm going to do the best I can to explain them to you from the higher self perspective. And I think you're going to find it interesting. I, be, I begin today just in general about evolutionary concepts, what they are, why it's important for us to know about it. And then I also will talk about the Lemurian concept. And next week, I'll be doing the Atlantean and the Egyptian. And then the following week, I'm going to move to the higher heart consciousness concept, also known as the Christ concept. And from that moment on, it, it'll be a fair, a lot of weeks devoted to that. That is the, that is a very important concept that we need to discuss. And uh, <clears throat> in any case, I'm not asking any of you to believe anything that I say, as the higher self say, just stand in the center between belief and disbelief and stand in that neutral space and allow the information, the energy, uh, the ideas, the the insights, whatever you want to call them, to come in without immediately judging them. Because those immediate judgments, as you all know by now, put a cap immediately. That's as far as we can go. We are very limited by belief systems. So I just encourage you to take the information in over the next few weeks and utilize it, think about it after the fact, be discerning what resonates with you, resonates with you. Uh, it isn't about forcing anything about anybody down anybody's throat, as you know, I suggest, because until you have more information, you don't have the choice to decide one way or the other how, how you feel about it. So, and that's been so, so much of our sojourn has been in situations and conditions, societies and cultures, as I've explained over and over again, where the choices were really little, uh, extremely limited, where we didn't have, for example, the germ theory of disease to explain why a plague broke out in our tribe. Uh, we then went to other reasons about that plague and, and where it came from and many misunderstandings and misinterpretations were born and continue to be born in these kind of societies where we didn't have choice. Nowadays, and this, where we are now, is so expanded compared to what so many of us have been through for so many eons of time that we have a lot of choice out there. So I am offering just some more choices for everybody to think about. And with that, I'm going to get started. Okay, well, first of all, what do I mean by evolutionary concepts? 
Okay. I'm not sure that that term is out there anywhere. Again, I'm not sure what other people discuss or talk about. But in general, concepts are an energetic ideas, thought at the energetic level, concepts at the energetic level that are infused on planets that are housing or going to be housing life forms, okay? Every planet, all right? Now, I'm just going to give you a few examples because I think it immediately will will clear it up a little bit. Uh, The Lemurian concept, I don't know. Some of you have heard of Lemuria. I know that term is out there too. Uh, We'll discuss that, you know, after I talk about in general. But the Atlantean concept, the Egyptian concept, and, of course, I already mentioned the higher heart consciousness concept. I've actually mentioned them all. But in any case, these are the concepts that are infused upon the planetary force field of energy. And then they, they usher in a new age, new, uh, an expanded way of expanded thought, expanded viewpoints, expanded perspectives. And then the, the humanities on the planet, uh, if you're talking about the starting from the Atlantean concept, the humanities on the planet have the opportunity as this new, these new concepts are infused upon the force field of energy, infused into the planetary force field of energy. They have the choices to move up and expand the way, their perspectives, their viewpoints, their understanding. Okay. So uh, how does this happen exactly? Well, it is the fifth dimensional. It is, uh, those like us who are <clears throat> still, you know, in the fifth dimension, who de-intensify the energy, the divine energies, and they bring that divine energy to the next infusion level, whatever it is. If it's <clears throat> if we've already been through the Atlantean and we are now moving into the Egyptian infusion, then they would de-intensify the concept for the Egyptian infusion and put it into the force field of energy uh, around the planet. And so with each infusion, there's an introduction to a new age. Uh, (coughs) Excuse me. And these infusions are done to facilitate and to direct the learning pattern of the soul as they evolve. Anyway, (coughs) excuse me, this has been going on for eons and eons of time. It's done for every single planet that houses life forms, and it's the same concepts that are being infused. (coughs) Please understand, though, (coughs) now I've got an itchy, tickly throat. Anyway, please understand that evolution is continuing in its own right on an ongoing basis. And so evolution is constantly happening. And as a result, these evolutionary concepts themselves are evolving and becoming more expanded and more strengthened by the very nature of the evolutionary process itself. 
And this, too, is the basis for the evolutionary thrust, which I've talked to you about uh, and many times, I think, where this is the movement of originating source itself gearing up to or getting ready to make its own... <coughs> oh, sorry. Its own giant leap forward in evolution. And as it does, it, of course, we've talked about this, too. It brings every soul along with it. In any case, uh, so we have these evolutionary concepts that are infused onto every planet that's going to be or is housing life forms. <coughs> the concepts themselves evolve so that what was infused, the concept that was infused billions of eons ago was not as evolved as the concepts that were infused millions and millions of eons ago. So we have shifts and changes and expansion in the concepts themselves, but it's along the same line. Remember that thought, a lot of times we think thought is horizontal in nature because we have one thought and another thought, sort of one in front of the other. <coughs> oh, sorry. Anyway, so the... Um, but the fact is that thought is vertical in nature. And every thought, as it goes up in frequency, expands and grows and becomes more and more and more. So a thought at a low, dense frequency is limited in nature. But as the frequency <clears throat> increases, the thought expands. And <coughs> so... So that's the same thing that happens to these evolutionary, this ev these evolutionary concepts that are infused into planets. Please keep in mind that it is <coughs> this universe, known and unknown, has been around so many infinite eons more than we can conceive because this is actually the newest universe. <coughs> Sorry. If you get my second book, there is an explanation of this in one of the appendices, appendices uh, at the end, in one of the in an appendix, and it explains this. And I'm not going to go into it now, but please understand that there is constant, constant change and constant. <coughs> I'm so sorry. I'm not sick. I don't know what it is. It must be something about the energy in the show. Um, all good. It's, um, something is being released, I'm sure. So as the planets evolve, oh, no. <clears throat> first, please understand that the planets themselves are souls, okay? That's kind of a hard concept maybe to wrap your brain around because planets have a different evolutionary process than most souls, <clears throat> You know from me from before that most souls begin as minerals and then move into the plant kingdom, the animal kingdom, human kingdom, the fifth dimension, the sixth dimension, the seventh dimension. Then they move through the eighth and ninth uh, dimensions, which are preparatory to return to the originating source. And then the souls themselves are <clears throat> again expressed out at high at another higher level. So. Um, so it's hard to understand that planets themselves are souls, but they are. And they have, um, they are also helped, planets are helped by many, many fifth dimensional processes of 
dimensional that do processes for the planets themselves. And I'm not going to discuss all of those here. I, I don't know that much about it. I know some about it. But in any case, as a, soul, as a planet evolves, a planet that is moving into housing the housing life forms, the souls that move onto the planet are ones that reflect exactly the level that the planet itself is at. So <coughs> at some point, the planet is ready to give birth to the mineral children upon it. But at that point, it's not going to be bringing in human souls because the planet itself is at the frequency level that is reflected equally at the mineral level. Then as the planet continues to evolve, the planet will be ready to house plants and plants will move in and be present upon the planet, et cetera, et cetera. So any souls that are evolving are attracted to the planet that matches or maybe slightly higher frequency than they're ready to be on. Now, this does not include fifth dimensionals because fifth dimensionals are present on planets no matter what area they're there or what human frequency they're on um <clears throat> anyway so when a concept is infused into a planet it's imprinted upon the planet etherically and it's imprinted in a state of purity but there are other things that affect how the concepts are played out on the planet. Now, this is very significant for the planet Earth. Why? Because the planet Earth is a child of this solar system. And it's also the last child in line, the last planet that has housed human life forms. Now, I know that goes in the, you know, conflicts perhaps with everything scientific uh, out there about the planets and whether they could have ever housed life forms and all of that. But I'm just giving you the information from what the higher self has said. And I, <clears throat> I'm hoping nobody will judge it. They'll just listen to, to the concepts and see if you at least understand them and then move forward and you can decide to reject it or not down the line. Why is this significant for the planet Earth? Why is the fact that it's the last quote-unquote child in line to house life forms in the solar system? Well, it means that the prior planets have gone through their evolutionary stages before the Earth. So here's what happens. The first one in line, and I don't know really which the first one was. I don't know the order. Um, <clears throat> it receives its infusion exactly in their purity like every other planet would have. However, as each planet plays out the, its role and the souls on it uh, come in and they're attracted to the planet at the various levels, the, there are times, even though the infusion, especially in that very first planet, even though the infusion is pure, that the souls on the planet misunderstand and misinterpret some of the stuff. And there's a little bit of distortion or discoloration or a little bit of schism or something that goes on. And <clears throat> so what happens is those distortions or misunderstandings 
also become part of the energetic field around that planet, that first one. Very few, the infusion of the concepts there, each one would have played out at a very high level, almost to perfection, with a little bit of, you know, distortion here and there, misunderstanding here and there. So what happens after that? Well, when that planet has done its evolutionary process, it <clears throat> the next planet in line within a solar system moves in and is, you know, gets the purity of the infusion. It also takes on the little bit of distortions that came from the first planet. Very little bit. Now the second planet is playing out the various concepts, the various evolutionary energies and the souls upon that planet they have to now deal with a little bit of distortions and misunderstandings that came into the force field the astral that came into the force fields of energy around that planet and then they make a few more distortions a few other misinterpretations and misunderstandings and those too are infused into the astral into the force field around that planet so as you go down the line and each planet that has the life forms that carry more and more distortions misunderstandings mis misconceptions and so when you get to the last planet in line us we take on the conglomerate of all those distortions and all those misunderstandings and discolorations. So as pure as the concept might be, the souls upon the planet, and this is very important, even though it seems like us, oh, very woo-woo or, you know, doesn't make any difference, but I really want you to understand why we have a lot of problems here on the planet. It's because even though the planet carries all the, the infusions and the purity, it is also, it's like it's trying to find, all the souls upon the planet trying to find the purity in and amongst the conglomerate of the misunderstandings and misconceptions that came from the other planets, okay? So, we, in other words, we have to, uh, we have to deal with increasing energetic baggage from the preceding planet. So as a result, all the concepts that are infused on this planet, the Atlantean, the Egyptian, the higher heart consciousness, all of them, and there's more, uh, they're carried out in a very confused manner, a lot of distortions, and the souls attracted to the planet are souls that would carry similar confusion. And they come in because they need to find their way out of the darkness of their own misunderstanding. So in other words, as difficult as a place as being here on the planet is, as difficult as the, uh, as confusing as it is, the amount of distortions that are present that we have to work through, the soul, every soul that comes to this planet comes because whatever the distortions are, whatever the misunderstandings are, and we'll get into some of that for sure, whatever they are, there's something that that soul needs to bring into a, a higher level of understanding 
have to learn about, has to bring into a state of balance for itself. So the souls upon the planet are not punished in any way because they've chosen to incarnate on a planet that's sort of messed up, so to speak. In fact, they've chosen to be here because it's messed up and they want to deal with their own messed up issues. So, <clears throat> so please understand that the evolutionary concepts on any particular planet are played out at the mentality of the souls that incarnate there. So not only are there the, the, is there the energetic baggage that comes from the other planets, but the souls that come in are also carrying some heavy-duty energetic baggage. And so they are, it's sort of the blind leading the blind, so to speak. I mean, there's both sides of the coin are, are difficult, but the souls choose to come here to deal with this pattern, okay? Deal with that whatever pattern. So... <clears throat> What I'm trying to say is that all these evolutionary concepts that I'm going to be talking about play out differently on every single planet. Not only differently because the evolutionary concepts themselves evolve, which is what I first said, but also because it depends on which planet you choose to be on, where the planet or any soul would choose to be on, where the planet is in its own uh, line within its solar system. And so if you, if, so souls that move into the first or second planet in line and are playing out the evolutionary concepts at a very high expanded level would experience the concepts that are infused upon the planet in a very different way than we would here on Earth since we're the last quote-unquote child in line of the solar system. So that means that all of us, especially the fifth dimensional that carry the dual soul nature that are here on earth or anywhere in the universe. We've been all over the place. We've experienced these concepts from the very highest level that they played out all the way in between to the very lowest, densest, least expanded level. And so all of us, I want you to really understand that all of us have we're carrying within different ideas about these concepts, what they are, how they work, what they mean. And I'm going to get into a lot of this as we go on, especially for the, the Christ concept, because we happen to have a lot of information on that. So anyway, so here on Earth, please understand, because it was the last planet in the solar system, the souls incarnating here weren't really capable of realizing and fulfilling the infusions at a very high level. They just weren't ready for the infusions. The soul itself, I'm sorry, but I just got a note on the thing. Due to an issue with Skype to host Connected Premier, you will need to connect to your, oh, okay. Well, that's what I did. Well, they didn't tell me, I just figured it out on my own. Okay, <laughs> I'm not on Skype this time, I'm on Direct Connect. So. Uh, anyway, they were just telling me that, so uh, but I already knew, obviously. So anyway, the uh, the story is that the souls upon the planet Earth were not able to reach and understand the highest level of the concept of the Atlantean, the Egyptian, the Christ concept. 
And this doesn't mean, again, that there's anything wrong with the souls that came here or anything wrong with the planet. The, in fact, every soul that's here is here because it's needing to work through whatever it is. So, <clears throat> but I want to be clear that the evolutionary concepts here on Earth played out in a scrambled manner. They did not play out in the purity of the concept. As a matter of fact, they don't, in some ways, don't really reflect much of the concept itself, although it has elements for sure. Um, but do, again, understand or, or think in any way, shape, or form that there's something wrong with the planet itself or something wrong with the souls that have been incarnating on it. This is a, it's simply because this is the last child in line of the solar system and it's a perfect uh, area, perfect situation for souls that have similar soul scrambles. So it is an opportunity for a lot of souls. So this is not any kind of put down in any way or any kind of, well, there's less than, you know, May is never about that. Okay. And each time we have an infusion, an evolutionary concept is infused upon a planet. It is the fifth dimensional that work the infusion, either from the fifth dimensional realm, they work the infusion, and those who are carrying the dual soul nature that are in body will also be in process. That is why we have millions of fifth dimensionals on carrying the dual soul nature on the planet today because of the infusion of a new age. And also... <clears throat> There, you know, every single one, there, the, the the Atlantean, all of them, there are fifth dimensionals that come in to bring to to facilitate the for the souls present to help them move into the higher levels of understanding in whatever way. Okay. Um, <clears throat> now. Even though a concept might not go properly on a planet, it doesn't mean that any fifth dimensional who is there to facilitate or to help doesn't mean at all that anybody failed. The concept may not be playing out on the highest level, but the reality is that every soul can only play it out to the, you know, every fifth dimensional can only play it out to the very highest level that is possible based on the the soul scrambles and the level of understanding of the souls that are present. So there, it isn't about failure. And I want to be really clear about that. Uh, anyway, so, but at the evolutionary process on the planet is always intense whenever there is an evolutionary concept ignited on the planet, always intense. And <clears throat> when the age itself is, uh, is present and it, it or is about to become present. The there is a cleansing process uh, on the planet to prepare for the next level. Okay, the planet itself goes through a soul mind detox, and the souls on the planet are triggered to be moving into more and more of that soul mind detox. Why to prepare? You know, I've, I've talked about a lot that the opportunities on the planet now, and we're all being awakened at the unconscious and unconscious level, and that we are going through some intense soul mind detox. 
where a lot of uh, patterns that we carry, the soul scrambles that we carry are being triggered so that we can release them into the light, you know, neutralize them and begin to clear that energetic baggage. Very important for us to be the pioneers and to help others because it's, we have a big job and I'm going to be getting into that more and more. I keep alluding to it over the weeks and the months, but I don't really explain it, but you're going to be getting it explained. Okay. So there's, it's always intense. There's always this uh, very intense soul mind detox, the cleansing and the clearing to prepare for the next, not only for the next infusion, but while the infusion is being done, there is always this cleansing that goes through. And um, but, but keep, I, I want you to, to understand that the planet itself, it's always moving forward. It's always evolving in its own right. So it's always going to have its own evolutionary purpose. So the, and I'm getting to a little bit more of this down the line, but I want you to understand that the soul, the planetary soul is protected. It's on its own evolutionary mission. And if the soul upon the planet are a little bit behind for whatever reason, or symbolically behind, uh, <clears throat> or playing out of concepts still from that confused manner, uh, not really understanding the expanded uh, information, uh, it, it doesn't mean that the planet itself isn't moving in its own process and fulfilling its own evolutionary purpose. So, again, many different evolutionary concepts carried on on the planet. One was by Moses, that was an evolutionary concept, even Muhammad, Buddha, and many, many others. And Again, please understand that the way they played out on this planet itself has has very little to do with the true message was as far as the evolutionary concept was concerned. As the distortions and misconceptions have raised, so much of the purity of the concept is lost in some ways unrecognizable in our reality. It doesn't mean that there aren't elements there. It doesn't mean that there isn't um, threads there that are part of the concept. Uh, it, you know, we don't want to throw a whole baby out with the bathwater. It's that we, it's an opportunity to become discerning and open to uh, different interpretations. Um, now, understand that we all carry ideas, for example, at the unconscious or unremembered remembrance level of what Atlantis was, what Egypt was, what Christ constantly was and we carry those memories about many different many different ways planets play out. So we have in our mind actually a confusion about what they were. And so again the high self always asks that we remain in the center between belief and disbelief and remain unlimited as much as we can by not locking into a belief about what a concept has to be. There's a concept about Buddha or Muhammad or Moses or Christ, whatever, that we don't lock into it, that we allow the opening, because we're standing between belief and disbelief, we allow the opening so that we can understand the concepts in, in outside of our belief system, remembering that the beliefs are limiting. All of the beliefs, all of the disbeliefs are limiting. So I'm going to go over these concepts 
the main ones over the next few shows, as I explained, to explain to you some of the distortions and misunderstandings around them. And <clears throat> so you'll understand a little bit more. Anyway, um, so why is understanding this important? Well, it's because the souls on the earth, the fifth dimensional carrying the dual soul nature on the planet today are here to help the humanities catch up, to help the purity and perfection of the infusions, the prior infusions of the Atlantean, Egyptian, Christ concept, etc., to catch up. The planet itself is on its own independent evolutionary mission. So it's going to be fine, but we're here to help the souls catch up and we're going into the new age. So we are actually going to be, we have sort of a dual mission. We are to help the souls on the planet and they're here knowing that and there are millions of us here to help because uh, we have a big job, but we're here to help them catch up with the move into expanded ways of understanding and viewpoints and all of that. And we're also here to introduce the new infusion, and I will get to that at some point, whenever I can. And uh, so anyway, that's the scoop. We have a big job. We have a big job. We have a lot of help, and I will come, I will explain that too as we go into it more and more. We have a lot of help. We're not here alone. It isn't just one of us or 10 of us or a thousand of us, there's millions of fifth dimensional carrying the dual soul nature on the planet. And right now we are all in the prep stage. We can't save a drowning man if we can't swim. So we're all here to learn and to shed the energetic baggage so that we can bring things in at the excuse me, very highest level to facilitate our ability to communicate it to others to help others. So that's, that's in general about the evolutionary concepts. You might have a ton of questions, and I wouldn't blame you if you, if you did. Trust me, this, this stuff was hard for me to wrap my mind around in a lot of ways, mainly because uh, we, we got information piecemeal, and the, there were a lot of holes, and I'm doing my best to fill the holes in the limited time that I've had, and I will continue to work to fill the holes. It's just that it's not all perfectly, you know, it's just not open like a little present and laying out right there. It is, it is a um, some difficult concept for me, too. I'm doing my best on them. But it certainly has helped me just tremendously to understand part of the destiny pattern that I that I'm involved with the conglomerate destiny pattern of all of the fifth dimensionals that are involved and it's helped me understand some of the, the things that I've felt sort of instinctively don't feel right about this, that or the other. And and so I'm because at some level I have those unremembered remembrances like everybody else that says, wait a minute, that doesn't right you know or whatever but we have no nothing else you see to what if it's not right what is it well this information gave me some other choices to to look at things in a different way okay so now 
I want to talk about the Lemurian concept. And it's really one of the most misunderstood concepts, apparently, because it's the very first one that is infused on every single planet uh, that is going to be housing life. And it's also a, so it's a precursor in a way to the infusion of all other concepts. And it's also used on a continual basis. It's not a concept that's there and then it's no longer used. Okay. Now, it's just, it's, a, it's used continually. The energy, the Lemurian energy is used continually from the time a planet is giving birth to itself through each and every concept infusion that it takes on. Okay, so it is always present, the Lemurian concept. Now, it might, for some or in some ways, appear to be a dark age before the dawn. Now, what does that mean exactly? It means that on every planet, there is a time of darkness. Now, not dark as bad, but dark, which is the lack, meaning the lack of light of understanding. There's a time of darkness when souls, at whatever level, they're preparing to incarnate upon a planet that's moving into a new evolutionary age. And so they are not understanding what is that new evolutionary age going to be. Now it's for also, so remember it's continuing from the time that the planet earth is, or in every planet that begins to have human form. So the planet itself is part of the, goes through the Lemurian concept. It is the fifth dimensional uh, are, part of the Lemurian concept, they aid and assist the soul to more readily move into the future lives. In other words, it would prepare the planet Earth to house life. It would, if you're a human soul and you're about to move into, you're an animal, say, and you're moving into the human kingdom, you would, it would help you with that process. If you were in the human kingdom and you're about to move into the Atlantean concept, it would be fifth dimensionals that are running the Lemurian concept are giving you the, the information and the tools and helping you to deal with the new level of evolution. Okay. It's a brilliant, brilliant concept. It enhances the mentality of all the souls that are getting ready to move forward. It is helping them acclimate and understand how to be materialistic. Okay, now here's that word materialistic. Very important word. I talk about it with the divine material balance. That's the concept that this planet Earth carries. And I've explained over and over again that it's not material balance in the sense of having more material things. It's about materializing from the abstract to the concrete. Well, the same here with the Lemurian concept. It means that the souls that move through the Lemurian concept, that the Lemurian energy that are helped with, by the fifth dimensional in this energetic space, they're learning to materialize what they've learned in their sojourn 
throughout their evolutionary process uh, at the human kingdoms level or whatever to carry out what they're going to be carrying out in or materializing in the next age they're moving into or the next form state they're about to move into. So it's like a training ground. The Lemurian energy is like a training ground for future lives. Now, so it prepares the souls for the each concept infusion as it's about as it happens. Okay, uh, to help them move through, to train them, to uh, help them to move through the Atlantean or, or the, the Egyptian Jesus or Abraham, Moses, Solomon, all of those. They are being helped with this Lemurian space, this Lemurian energetic field. It's and it's not just humans that are being helped. It's all souls at all levels. If you're a plant and you're about to evolve into different levels in the plant kingdom, or you're about to move into the animal kingdom, you are moved through. You can't avoid it. Every single soul moves through the Lemurian energy to help them materialize the new form, the new concept, the new way of thinking or being or depending on whatever the level is. So it's like a, it's like a practice. It's like a run through. It's, it helps accelerate the evolutionary movement because everyone that evolves has to participate in this Lemurian energy. And it is a major, major part of the, of evolution. And it helps accelerate evolution and it helps accelerate the movement. So it is a pre-existing energetic field that is actually separated and unrelated to the evolving concepts that begin with the Atlantean age. The It's separate because it's been there from the first that the planet itself is ready to house human, uh, not, I mean, life forms. And it's also separate in that it isn't infused and then in the past, it is an ongoing concept. It is uh, always there. And without this energetic field, without the movement of souls through this field to facilitate their learning and preparation for their next state, they're coming out of the darkness and into the light of the next expansion, whatever it might be, it would be almost impossible for the entities or the souls to deal with future existences because they would be coming in from total level of ignorance. So it is a real training ground. It's preparation. It's to help them materialize into the next level, the next form, the next stage, the next infusion. It depends on what soul is going through. It is a bridge then. You can view it as a bridge between the unformed state of the soul and the form state, which houses the soul, okay? It's the preparation for becoming an entity, a living soul uh, that is moving through an evolutionary concept on any given planet. But it is an energetic state. It is a place or a, uh, I hate to use the word place, 
because it's not actually a place. It is an energetic field. It is a, um, a space, <laughs> hard to explain, that, you know, I see it, I experience it as being sort of uh, in, in, with cobwebs or darkness or shadows uh, because it is the dark, it, it represents what we go through. It's the quote-unquote darkness before the dawn. So the darkness or the lack of understanding before we go through the process and then come out and then materialize what we learned in the form state. So it's a very valuable concept, but it can be fuzzy around the edges. It's the dawning of every new phase. And but it accelerates the soul, allows it to learn, for example, about its pure soul essence, and then be able to play out the evolutionary movement in the material form, in the body form, whatever the body would be, which then, of course, houses the soul and the pure soul essence. So the Lemurian concept um, is extremely important. And again, it's part of the pre-birth pattern of planets. Every soul, including a planetary soul, goes through the preparation to move up in its own evolutionary movement. So before the Lemurian energy, a planet would be in a state of incubation. It has received infusions from fifth dimensionals that part of their job, part of their mission, part of their uh, service commitment. It sees uh, infusions from de-intensified from the, uh, the originating source, and they're placed within the planet, and it prepares the planet then to move into, then it would go through the Lemurian concept, which further prepares it to house the human life forms. So it's kind of a gateway. I'm trying really hard to give you these different ways of looking at it, the bridge, the gateway. The, the training ground. I'm using all these terms to try to explain to you, and I hopefully you get it because it uh, it isn't necessarily easy to to put in a little box because it's so present, continuous, and helping every kind of soul. It is a gateway between the non-formed life to the formed life, and the planets prepare to give birth to their mineral children by moving through the Lemurian concept themselves. And in time, it would continue to move through Lemurian concept of the Lemurian energetic field to prepare it with its own evolutionary movement, because first it gives birth to the mineral kingdom, then it moves into the plant kingdom, et cetera, et cetera. So not only are the souls that we think of in the normal evolutionary process, you know, going from minerals to plants to animals to people, et cetera, to... Uh, do we go through the Lemurian energetic field every time we're moving into, we're moving from a place of darkness or not understanding the next level. So we move through that Lemurian field and we are trained, we are uh, helped, we are taught, we are uh, prepared for the new level we're about to look through about to move on, but also the planet itself is going through the same thing. It's an extremely powerful energetic field. It's ongoing, as I said, and it is part of the transition 
of the evolutionary movement for all souls. It is a transitional energy. It's not transitional in the sense that it transitions out and it's no longer there. It facilitates the transition of all the souls as they move up the evolutionary ladder. So it isn't really like the other concepts that I'm going to be, the evolutionary concepts that I'm going to be explaining. It is because it's a precursor and it's an ongoing energetic field, never goes away. Uh, the very first evolutionary concept is the Atlantean, and it's first on every planet. Remember that these are present. These concepts are present on every single planet. So the Lemurian is a pre-concept facilitating the future infusions of the evolutionary concept, allowing souls, helping souls, preparing souls to move to new evolutionary levels. It's, so it's very uh, real energy, very powerful energy, very essential energy as is clear because if we didn't have it, we didn't have the precursor, if we didn't have somebody helping us through that period of darkness when we don't understand, oh, oh my gosh, the higher self's just giving me another piece of information. Okay. Uh, oh, this is so fascinating. Okay. They're telling me that we can actually project into this evolutionary Lemurian concept when we're in a period of quote unquote darkness where we don't understand where we're going, why we're going wherever, what, you know, we have a lot of questions and we're playing out of a place of darkness. Wow, I had no idea. So I didn't have a, I didn't have a healing plan for today, but I am going to do this now. Let me see. I've got, I've got some time here. Um, so I'm going to do, I'm going to do something. Let's experiment with this. This is the first time I've heard this information. Uh, I love it. It, 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 Why not use Lemurian energy to help ourselves when we're in the dark, when we don't understand, when we need some higher wisdom and higher insight and expanded perception. I love this guy. So I'm telling you, I don't know where this is going, but I'm, let's try it. So, okay. I want everyone to, you know the deal to get yourself comfortable, begin to quiet your mind. We're just going to move right into this. It's unexpected completely. Um, and I'm, oh my gosh, I'm seeing, I'm seeing it, this Lemurian energy field moving in. But let's go through the amalgamation first. Really important. The, we want to focus on that pure soul essence. We want to see it, feel it, experience it. No, it's the purest, most perfect, most potent personal power that we carry. And we want to focus on the light, expand the light, the symbolic sun that we all carry, and move that light in through and around the totality of who we are, having it become one with our soul process. I'm asking, and I'm seeing many people, past, present, and future listeners, I'm seeing many people on the healing uh, on the circle or on the circumference of the the wheel symbolically around in a circle i'm seeing all of us becoming one with that light it's just this beautiful brilliant light and 
I want everyone to focus too on the true soul essence, that fifth dimensional part of all of us. Both of these elements are very, very important. It's not either or. That pure soul essence is everything originating source was, is, and is becoming. It is important to connect, to feel one with it, to to feel comfortable with it, to tap into its unlimited nature. But the true soul essence is equally important because it represents the 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 most expanded evolution-wise part of our soul. It is the highest level that we have evolved to and it's important that we connect with that too we're operating out of our facade human soul this is important but we want to also become one in time with and operate hand in hand cooperating with living out of the connection with that true soul essence so the totality of who we are at the soul level is part of the process here in the free will kingdom and of course, with that operational, the connection with the truth, with a pure soul essence will be, you know, very, greatly facilitated because we've already had to do that in order to graduate. We've already had to become one with the pure soul essence in order to graduate into the fifth dimension in any case. So it just, it's so empowering, all these parts, the pure soul essence, the true soul essence, we, it's all so empowering. So I'm asking everyone to focus on that true soul essence, um, expand the conscious awareness into the highest levels that you can reach. And in this manner, we are becoming one again with the totality of who we are and the, the I see it's all being brought into the originating source of all there is. And we're forming a tremendous beacon of light, all of the lights together. We're all being joined in one accord at the chakra level. And the energetic connection is from the originating source, bringing in the purity. We're connected directly to the chakras of originating source and bringing the purity in uh, into the connection between all of us making that intensely beautiful beacon of energy that moves through the universe, known and unknown, that time-space continuum, that forever now moment that I've talked about so often. All of this is moving into place. Uh, we've done it so often that it comes in almost automatically. We've given permission enough that the, it just happens. The higher cells are facilitating all of this. And now I really want to understand, okay, I'm now back to seeing the energetic field of this Lemurian energy, um, and I'm seeing it as sort of clouds. Um, it isn't clear. It isn't a clear field. It's sort of got this symbolic clouds around it. That's how I know that's what it is, because I don't know that I would recognize it if I saw it without the clouds, but I'm asking that we, we be moved into this Lemurian feel. It's as if, okay, it's as if we're moving into a kind of, I want to say, like a Shangri-La. It's as if, you know, I don't know exactly the story of Shangri-La, but it's like it couldn't be seen by outsiders. And it's that way here. It's as if the, the clouds around it that we saw from the outside looking in uh, keep keep the, the, the energetic field within it 
keep us from seeing it, keep us from knowing it, but we can project right into it. And it's like a Shangri-La. It's a place of serenity and calm. It is a place of tremendous activity. There are, um, it's dealing with every life form, every soul at every different level. So I'm actually seeing planets in here. I don't know how to explain it. It's like, you know, you see on the, it's like you see on the, in science, you know, or science fiction, you're on a planet and you see all these orbs around you, like other moons and multiple, multiple suns or multiple planets. And it's like that. It's, it's science fiction looking to me because there are planets in here. And these are planets that are preparing, at least in part, I, I don't know for sure, but it, the ones I'm being drawn attention to are planets that are getting ready to give birth to the mineral kingdom. And there are many fifth dimensionals uh, out of body. They are, they are not, um, I don't think any of the fifth dimensionals here, they may have a body. They may be a dual soul nature fifth dimensionals, but they're out of body at the moment. And so they are working. I've seen them around the planet and they're, they're doing whatever they do. You know, I don't know, but there's all sorts of, it's almost like, It's almost, I mean, symbolically, almost like in classrooms for the mineral kingdom or the plant kingdom. But there is some sort of groupings going on so that the, the energetic help that's, that's happening from the fifth dimensional within this energetic space, helping the plant kingdom, for example, they're, they're very prevalent, very present. And remember the three lower kingdoms operate from the instinctive will level and so the help that goes on is very real help uh, but in some ways uh, I would imagine um, and, and the higher selves are actually agreeing that, that in some ways the process is, is, is I wouldn't say automatic but it's, it's not as difficult in some ways not as complex it's complex in its own way, but not with the complexity that you get with the free will kingdom. So in the human level, I'm seeing just in general, I'm seeing almost like classrooms, but you can't, it's not a classroom because the amount of souls here are enormous and uh, they go outside my field of vision. I can't, you know, Shangri-La was a place and you stood up on a mountain, you could look down, you could see the whole place. Well, it's different here. This is a huge field of energy and it is dealing with souls from all over the universe at different levels and different levels of preparation for whatever they're moving into. And so it's not really a classroom, but it's, It's really hard to explain, but I think you get what I mean. So right now, okay, okay. So I'm seeing the different evolutionary levels. So I'm seeing souls that are ready to move into, say, the Atlantean process or infusion. And I'm seeing souls ready to move into the Egyptian concept. Now understand that each planet played out these concepts in a different way. So there's different levels of preparation for all of these souls. It is complex here, I'm telling you. But I'm also seeing, I'm seeing souls like you and me, guys. We have our own, 
classroom, so to speak. We're here to be to facilitate our movement into the pioneering that we're going, that we're doing into the expansion that we're bringing to the planet into the unknown destiny that we're being and I'm seeing now here here's what's interesting there's a lot fewer of us here than I saw for the humans and I'm going to tell you why you think it's because maybe fifth dimensional carrying the dual soul nature need less help but in fact that doesn't seem to be the case it's simply that there are fewer of us that understand that we have access to this Lemurian field. So as fifth dimensionals carrying the dual cell nature awaken more and more, there will be more and more of us that will be here taking advantage of this Lemurian energy. And I'm just seeing uh, how I'm experiencing this because I'm in the classroom with all the rest of you or not classroom, but you know what I mean. I'm in the energetic field. What I'm seeing here is it's almost as if, I want to say, it reminds me of the Superman. Here I go back to my superhero thing. Um, you know how Superman has super breath, but he also could suck in. And I'm feeling like these giant suction energies from fifth dimensionals that are literally sucking away the cobwebs, the confusion, the darkness, not in bad, but darkness, and we just get it, the misunderstandings, the misconceptions. Wow, this seems like a shortcut to get rid of some of these misconceptions and misinterpretations that we carry. And I'm getting, yes, it is a shortcut. So we can go to this Lemurian energy and have direct help to have the the, the lack of understanding, the confusion, the darkness, the lack of light or the lack of insight, the lack of uh, higher level expansion, the misinterpretations, the misconceptions literally be sucked out of our energetic field. Wow. Now, I want to just experience this for a moment. I'm hoping all of you are understanding and that you are getting or feeling or sensing something or at least can imagine it. But it's as if there are these giant suction things going on. And as the as this is going on, it's as if the light is getting brighter. It's as if there is a dawning. There is a dawning going on. That dawning analogy really makes sense to me now because it's as if there is a dawning into higher understanding. Oh my gosh. It's as if the sunlight is coming up over the horizon. And as it moves up, as the darkness is disappearing and the light is now getting brighter and brighter and you can really see so much more than you could when it was dark. It's just a perfect analogy and I understand it now in a way I never did. I couldn't fully grasp it even though I saw the words. But now that we, you know, have experienced this little exercise that the higher selves have provided. Now, I want to just look at everybody else. I was so entrenched or entranced by what I was seeing and experiencing. I wasn't really taking a look around the circle. And I want to say there's an element of bliss coming. I feel an element of bliss from people around the circle. And I can really understand it. It's as if. The light as it comes in is so 
brilliant and beautiful and the understanding that there's almost this joyful bliss coming out. So I want to, I want to feel it too. So I want, I'm just going to, and I do feel it. I do feel it. And I want to intensify it by calling in divine joy, divine bliss, divine uh, understanding, divine clarity of vision. This is real clarity happening here. And, and all, it's, it's so present to help all of us. It's not just the humanities that are ready to, to learn from all of us, to, ready to move into the new infusion and to catch up with uh, the understanding of what was missed from the three, the, the prior infusions, what, what was misunderstood. But they're also, it's also the fifth dimensionals here that are carrying the dual soul nature. We carry still our own confusion. So this is a, an incredible energetic field that we can actually use. Wow. And I'm asking the higher self if we can use the, the energetics from the other infusions and they said that yes that we can especially helpful but would be the infusion of the higher heart consciousness but they will get to that when we get to that concept so we're putting that on the back burner for the moment and they will bring that up at, at the time so anyway wow the sense I get is that nobody really wants to leave that it is just this, you know, we walk around our days wondering, having so many questions, worries, concerns, doubts, uh, confusion, whatever. We, we, the sense of clarity, the sense of the, the dawn, the sense of the clearing away of the cobwebs is so powerful. It's like people here don't, we don't want to leave. And so I want you all to understand, oh my gosh, I feel a lot coming to, a lot of things moving, releasing, being cleared from the brow chakra from all of us. I understand now that the, it, it is a, it's going to help us with that higher insight, that higher understanding, that higher connection. Wow, it's just absolutely uh, affecting me, and I know it's got to be affecting all of you. Uh, at that brow chakra level, really clearing out some of the blocks, the walls, the, you know, the resistance, the fears, all of that stuff that we carry in these areas, it's just beginning to really uh, address that. So this is very powerful as well. And I don't know, most likely, likely every single one of you wants to open up that chakra. And so that is absolutely being worked on and also the crown chakra also which many it's not quite as huge as the brow chakra but many of the misunderstandings the false beliefs the you know the misconceptions and misinterpretations the stuff that that holds us stuck that keeps us from expanding into the higher levels of truth and knowledge and thought that we all have access to that we can tap into. It's our own energetic field that holds us back. Many of those things are being released out through those top, that top chakra. So the two top ones are being addressed now as we speak here. So this is exciting. Ah, I just get the sense of movement. I get the sense of joy. I get the sense of determination. 
there is a sense of understanding now that really helps because when we when you understand the value of something or the importance or significance of something or the the peace of something that you might carry or that might be helpful as you increase your understanding of your role your destiny uh, it increases the motivation we all carry the service commitment that's the fifth dimensional part of ourselves and we have played it out in the human facade form on many planets over and over and over again. So it is well entrenched in who we are and it's very much the foundation of who we are. And so this is, is again, feels like this, almost this bliss, this relief, this sense of, wow, I can do it. I know what it is now. You know, when we get something, how powerful that is, and this is what I'm feeling now. Now, of course, for each and every one of us, we would all get it at a different level. It would be coming from different directions, depending on who we are or what, you know, what our piece is or where we are in our process of unfoldment. And it's all perfect for each and every one of us. Of course, it's always in the highest ideal. But I have to tell you, I could sit in this energy all day. It's very exciting, but I'm also curious to see how it's going to play out in my everyday world. I'm going to be working with this energy. As I'm sure you know, whenever I get something like this, I go out and I utilize it, practice it. Um, and then I come back to you with some of my experiences, share it with you. If anybody wants to share it with me, again, I'm not too sure about this email thing, but Janet at JanetRichmond.com or info at JanetRichmond.com, I do think works. I'm not positive. That is something we still haven't gotten to. Um, you can also call in on the show. I never give that number out anymore. And I see that I have a guest. Robin is on the, on the call. So great, Robin. How are you? I missed you, and I'm sure you're busy. And uh, thanks for joining me. Um, anyway, the... We're just sort of still in process here. I, I I don't see the higher self winding this down. It's almost as if all of us were waiting for this. Wow, no wonder I kept thinking it was so important for me to deal with these concepts. As hard as they are to explain, as hard as they are for me to get the information, to fill in gaps, to, to um, put the words around some of these, these concepts that that are outside the five senses. Uh, I, I, I really just have this feeling I had to do it. And I took a lot of time over this last week to prepare this show today. Trust me, it took me a good part of three days. And uh, I'm really glad I did do it. And, and this is, I think, one of the reasons why is that to be introduced to this Lemurian energetic field that we all can utilize. So you're confused about what's going on in your life. You can move into this field and have some of that confusion leave and, and bring in the, the dawning of the understanding. You have a bad experience going on. Why is this happening? What, what did I do to bring it in? What is my belief system to bring it in? Move into this Lemurian concept. Move into this Lemurian energetic field and allow the the energies to clear away the cobwebs, clear away the misunderstandings, clear away the, the false beliefs, and bring that dawn to understanding. We're just moving in here. Generally, I didn't bring a specific issue, but 
you all have them. We all have them in our lives. Well, why did this happen? I mean, you heard me. My assistant quit. Literally, no warning. Why did it happen? We all have things like that. And of course, I went in, I worked on it, and I saw that it was um, a, a shift and a change that was going to be bringing me to different and higher levels, et cetera, et cetera. There was a lot of stuff. But we all have things. What, why, why, why this? Okay, I know I need, this is reflective of something I'm carrying inside, but not clear what it is. So move into this field. Move into this field and bring that actual energy with you, that actual issue, and see what happens. That's what I'm going to be working on as, as I go. That's what I'm going to be working on this week before next week. And if I get some information or some learn some stuff, I will certainly share it with you. Okay. Well, with that, the, it, it was more of an exercise than a healing, but I do see the, the cocoon energy moving around everyone. The higher selves are keeping this show short because there was an awful lot to understand and process, and also, I, I don't feel anybody leaving this energy field. I, for one, I'm still there. I'm talking from this place, and I just think that if we have to become addicted to something, let's become addicted to the Lemurian energy. First of all, we feel comfortable there because we've all been there many, many times. We're all at that unremembered level, very familiar with it. It is normal. For every soul, because every soul goes through it multiple times. Every time they're stepping up or moving into something, a new form, a new concept, a new experience, new materializing. It's very, very, very normal and, and, and very um, comfortable for us. And I just sense that sense of comfortable. It's like we've all been there and we all love it. Um, so I don't feel anybody racing to get out of it. A few, I'm beginning to feel a few souls pulling away and moving back into the reality. Um, and I'm giving, I'm now moving out too. And their higher selves are giving me the experiences as if I'm backing out. That's the sense I feel that I'm backing out and I'm moving back to the here and now, the, the, the reality. And uh, I, again, I'm seeing in a distance now, the Lemurian field, and it has those clouds around it still. It has, I'm not sure exactly why the clouds are there, but symbolically, um, it's, it's like a transition. You move through the clouds into the light, so it's a symbol. I don't know if they're actually there or whether that's just symbolically the way I'm seeing it, but it is all about the moving away of the clouds, moving into the light, getting the help, getting the, the instruction, being the staging ground, being the practice ground, being the bridge, being the, um, all of those things that I explained earlier about it. Wow. Okay. So, okay, the higher selves are indicating that we are actually going to be using this Lemurian field probably, and they're saying yes, for each concept. We're going to go in and as we, as I talk about, for example, the Atlantean concept next week, we are apparently going to go in and utilize the Lemurian field to clear away the confusions we have about 
that concept. So that will be very interesting. And we'll do it again with the Egyptian because I'm going to do both those concepts next week because I don't have, I may just do one if the exercise after the Atlantean, for example, is really long. I may just do the Atlantean and the exercise. But my plan is to do both those concepts next week. Uh, I do not have any information on Moses or Buddha or Muhammad or uh, Gandhi or any of those. I don't have any information on those concepts and many more. Apparently, many went on in this planet. I just have the, I'm just going to deal with the the bigger ones uh, that played out on this planet. Could be on the other planet. Some of these others that were more minor on this planet were much more major on the other planet. That I don't know. Maybe that information will come in at some point. I will let you know if I get anything on it. So with that, I want to tell you, thank you guys for this opportunity because honestly, I've been struggling with Lemurian concept for 30 plus years. I never fully got it, but I really spent that time because of the show and I had this really strong urge that I needed to talk about these concepts. And now I got this exercise. I'm so happy. Thank you guys for being part of my own process of unfoldment. And I'm just really, really so thankful. I am so thankful. I can't, I just can't tell you enough. Anyway, so Robin, um, I'm going to end the show, but let's get in touch. Okay. I'd love to talk with you and see how everything is. Okay. So um, love you all. Love you all. And I will be back next week. Okay. Have a good week. Thank you for listening to Janet Richmond and the Higher Self Voice. Visit Janet's website at JanetRichmond.com to view all of her upcoming events or to buy her book, Choices, Neutralizing Your Negative Thoughts and Emotional Blueprints.